Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoked. I don't even know what to call this podcast podcast. I'm with my bros, Holt Smash and Mr. J.B. Brooks, Mr. Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. Uh, I guess Holt Smash still. Um, it's been too long, guys. How y'all been? Good, Alex. How you doing? It's good to hear from you. It is good. Um, I'm doing all right, man. Uh, Memphis had a tough game over the weekend in basketball, as J.B. well knows Tennessee, but I didn't know the biggest matchup was against Little Rock tonight. They had to skate, uh, escape that one time against Little Rock. I saw um, also Mississippi State was in a tough one with Wofford, which is a very fun word to say. Wofford. Yeah, it was good. Uh, they got the win, though. Wofford hit a bunch of threes in the first half and uh, made it look, you know, like a close game, but State about playing for most of the game. I'm but, a- hey, what, what about that upset tonight, though? Uh, Auburn. Going down against NC State, seventy-eight to seventy-one. Technically, that is an upset, but I don't really know if it's a true upset because NC State's, uh, I think, nine and one, and it was at NC State, so that's not a real big upset. It wasn't. Yeah, but I mean Auburn, you know, is ranked seventh in the country, and they are. And Auburn's a really good team. But I, we also got another close one right now. Uh, the Fighting Passengers of Georgia Tech are up by two against Arkansas with three minutes left to go in the game. They, I think this game is being played at Bud Walton. They lost. The other night, like Monday night, to a shitty-ass team. I think it was Gardner-Webb. Who was it? It wasn't Gardner-Webb. Or maybe it was Lehigh. It was a shitty-ass team. Um, that made me just think about how glad that he is not my coach anymore. Let me let me do a little fact-check for you real quick. Um, while we're while I'm fact-checking, I'll tell you, Holt, that I am uh, – what I am proud to see of Mississippi State basketball is um, you knew Weatherspoon was going to be good. Q, as you like to call him. Um, his brother's still not as good as Q, but he's, he's still pretty good. But what I'm most glad to see about Mississippi State basketball is Lamar Peters growing up. He looks like a real good basketball player. He had a pretty, pretty good freshman year and then had like a little sophomore slump. But I think he's a – is he a junior or a senior now, Holt? No, he's a junior. Uh, but, yeah, he's been playing really well lately. He was SEC Offensive Player of the Week last week, and I think he scored 27 and 28 points in back-to-back weeks. And he's, I think he hit 20 again tonight, so – He's been really shooting the lights out, getting really hot from three. Um, they said the other day that he went like 137 of 150 from three-point range in practice one day. Yep. He is – man, yeah, you're right. I'm looking at his numbers right now. He's averaging 14 points a game with uh, 43% from three, so pretty good numbers uh, for him. But I know that Tennessee is the class of the SEC this year. Am I right, JB, or am I right? Uh, I'd probably have to agree with you. Uh, they do look like the best team currently in the conference, and Kentucky's struggling right now. Auburn just lost tonight. I really can't say there's really a challenger for uh, Tennessee right now. The only thing I would be worried about is I, I just think Kentucky comes to play in March, so I'd be still concerned when it comes to conference tournament and like the end of end of February and March conference play. Um, I just think they're still they have they have a lot of talent and they're still pretty young, but they're well, they're not as young as they usually are. They're actually a more experienced team, but I still think they're more experienced. And I actually don't think they're this is one of the more talented teams that Calipari's had. Like there's not really one star on this uh, Kentucky team. It's just a solid team, you know, solid crop team. But yeah, it's not like a really talented team. I actually even I do expect Kentucky to improve over the course of the season. They did last year. Yeah. But I would probably still give the edge of Tennessee just because I think that, you know, they actually have two guys that can go out and win them a game any night. Besides the shooting for Tennessee, like the three-point shooting, they remind me a lot of the Grizzlies, the way they uh, play so physical. They, they get rebounds, and they just play great defense, which is something that's really um, – like you don't get frustrated watching them play as a fan. They do. They, they play a lot. They play a little bit of inside out, but they just play really well as a team. They gel really well together. They play really great team defense offensively, like like you said, they can make a lot of threes. They got a lot of guys that can shoot threes. They can go inside. They can move the ball around on the perimeter. It's, it's just – it's really good basketball. It's fun to watch. But, nonetheless, we digress because this is still a football podcast because the national championship game is not over yet. So, we still have great football to talk about. Even though there's no games, I know you're thinking, like, what the hell are they going to talk about for an hour when there's no football on? But, shit, we got so much. Let me do a little rundown of what we're going to talk about on the show. We're obviously going to cover National Signing Day and uh, Justin Fields transferring out of Georgia reportedly after he said he wasn't going to transfer. Um, We'll talk about the um, SEC Slow Smoked Inaugural End of Season Awards. I think we should have a better name for that, but that's what we're going to call it right now. 
Um, this is all done two weeks ago, according to Hold, but uh, we were scrambling uh, tonight to find the awards um, in our text history. So we uh, we made them on the fly again. I think they're um, probably better than before, Holt. I don't know how you feel about them, but I think they're I think they're pretty good. Yeah, I think we'll I think we'll be all right. Hopefully, we're not leaving anything out. Sure, and then even the we'll wait to the very end for the most exciting part of the show, which is what Holt. Rapid fire. You damn right, and Holt motherfucking smash is on the hot seat tonight. Um, I got a list of questions in front of me, trying to make them as um, most uncomfortable as possible. <laughs> and uh, JB is going to chime in and probably ask him some uh, stupid questions. But we'll... you can you can ask some sports related questions too. They don't all have to be uncomfortable. No, no I like I feel I, like I've been too many uncomfortable questions. Man, I half the questions I asked you were about Tennessee sports. Uh, not last time. It felt like last time it was pretty well, I, uh, sexual. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way, Holt. Um, I'm I'm on my work laptop, and I felt uncomfortable typing this on on Excel for my work laptop. It's not like oh I'm saving it or anything, but like I just felt a little uncomfortable even typing. I felt like there's some IT guy like tracking me down. Like, why it are you? Probably is. They do they do that all the time. That's like all they do all day. The IT people they just go through people's history and like Somebody, trust me, trust me, I know. <laughs> somebody somebody um it was a tweet a long time ago somebody was saying you know some some assistant coaches like make great coordinators and great head coaches one day others just might make a good it guy one day <laughs> i just <laughs> thought that was kind of yeah. funny um also um what was i going to say i had something i was going along with this oh did you all one of y'all retweeted it which i'm glad you did um, because I was going to bring it up anyway. Did you all see Coach O go off on, I guess, the players on the field during the press conference? Probably the f- funniest thing I've seen from Coach O in quite a bit. And it just, um, it's classic Coach O. Did you see it, Holt? Yeah, I did, I did retweet it. Um, it was, yeah, it was really funny. Um, JB, did you see it? No, I actually did not see uh, this. Hold, hold on, Holt. Holt, Holt will go ahead and run you through it. And you can't, just don't tell him what happened, Holt. You just go ahead and uh, say it for, like, quote it. <laughs> I don't have a very good Ed Orgeron voice. I'm not really sure. Nah, that'll that make it better. Go ahead. Go I ahead. can pull it off. But, well, I mean, I have to at least set the stage, like, a little bit. Okay. But well, uh, I'll, I'll set the stage. I'll set the stage. So, JB, there, there's a nice little press conference. For what reason, I don't know why. Probably because the upcoming bowl game. And they're in the indoor. Signing, probably for early signing day. Probably. Yeah, it was for signing day. Okay. Well, thank you, JB. I guess you were watching. <laughs> no, I didn't. But, I mean, a lot of coaches had their press conferences okay. today for early signing day. Anyway, so press conference because of signing day. And they were in the indoor practice facility. And it was like a small setup for the press conference with some reporters. And they had like the LSU backdrop um, green screen. I don't know what you're going to call it, but not actual green screen because it did say LSU on it. But then there were some guys, uh, I'm assuming teammates, players, uh, throwing the ball in the background and just making a lot of noise. And then um, – some reporter asked Coach O a question, and then Coach O does what, Holt? What does he say? Well, first of all, he was talking about uh, John Emery from Dustrahan, big running back, uh, great kid. And then he goes, uh, hold on just a second. And then he, he like, walks off. And, you know, like, uh, when, he, when this uh, video first starts, you think he's, like, in a room, but he's not. They just got, like, the, <laughs> the screen, like, behind him. He's, like, in the – he's in the indoor practice facility. And then, like, all of a sudden it cuts over, and it's just, like, he's in this wide-open room. And, uh, you know, they're indoor practice facility. And, like, all the way in the other side of the field, they're, like, running some drills or something, being, like, all loud. He's, like, hey, listen up. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do my press conference right now. You all need to shut up. Thank you. <laughs> and, and he goes back, and he starts talking for, like – four or five more minutes and then they keep making noise and he's like hold on just a second and he, he walks out there again and goes hey i said i'm doing a press conference quit the drill right now i don't sound like him at all i'm really sorry but <laughs> i can just imagine hey, hey i'm doing a press conference right now now he doesn't he doesn't talk that fast JP, but he's like we're doing a press conference be quiet thank you yeah he did say thank, thank you. you now the thank you was the key part because he didn't here you go. I got I got the audio. We're we're not high tech to where we can actually play it into the anchor app, but we can we can do a little uh, anchor app up next to the speaker, which will give you as close as we can get. So we'll uh, we'll play it real quick for the the loyal listeners, real quick. Here we go. John Emery, another, another great young man from Destrehan, Louisiana. Hold on a second. <laughs>
<laughs> you oh, probably shouldn't play this for me right now. You're about to break me. I wanted to get bigger. I'll stop. <laughs> hey! Stop the ball! Stop the break! Stop the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> so, And then the funniest part, I mean, that, that was funny, obviously, but it was also very funny. He gets back to the press conference, that's like nothing happened, just continues on with the question. <laughs> I just felt bad for, like, the reporters. Like, they have to be serious and not crack up what just happened. <laughs> I don't know how they don't crack up, like, every day with some of the stuff he says and, like, just the way he talks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Emery was one of those running backs that committed to Georgia originally and then decommitted yes. because I'm assuming because Georgia has, like, 20 five-star running backs at this point and they don't have any more room on the depth chart. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you should see their depth chart for the running back depth chart next year. It's, it's ridiculous. Because they had the um, – I forgot the guy's name now because he didn't play this year, but he was a five-star running back from North Carolina that got injured the very – before the season even started, and he had a red shirt this year, and he was a five-star. So uh, that's guy that's going to be a red shirt freshman coming in. Um, and they obviously have um, uh, Swift and then Holy. Holy Holyfield. Yeah, they're not hurting for talent at running back, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, they mentioned today – I was listening to a different podcast, sorry, um, about – Georgia's um, not Georgia's situation, but obviously Alabama has the number one recruiting class, and people were they were asking the question, you know, at what point is Saban going to be too old to recruit? But first question or my first response to that is, um, he's not. I mean, sometimes he is on the ground floor recruiting, but a lot of times I'm sure his staff is out there recruiting for him. So I mean, I guess that still rolls back up to the head coach, but um, I you know I don't I don't know when it when he'll stop recruiting to the level he's recruiting at right now. I mean, until he retires, I guess. I don't know, because Kirby Smart is doing a really good job, or Kirby Smart staff is instilling some some talent that would probably otherwise go to Alabama or somewhere else. But um, I don't think Saban's going to slow down anytime soon. They also – their big recruit for the day was uh, Trey Sanders, the guy from IMG in Florida who chose them over Florida and Georgia and Texas, I guess, is in there too. Is he the guy who said he was going to win the Heisman Trophy next year? Yeah, which I didn't tweet it, but I wanted to because uh, first thought was like, this is the 21st century classic millennial um, 17-year-old football player who's like only, first of all, he's only worried about like individual awards, not the team awards. Although in fairness to him, Alabama's probably expected to win the national championship every year he's there. But um, I just like, it's like, there's no respect for like, just being humble and just not talking. Like, I just like people who don't talk and just play. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't like guys talking about individual awards at all. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, you should – even if you're thinking about it, you should always just talk about the team first. Another interesting story at Alabama was the guy who decommitted from Michigan and committed to Alabama last weekend. And now on National Sunday, he recommitted to – or decommitted from Alabama and recommitted back to Michigan. Um, he it was a defensive back. I can't think of his name, but he's number one defensive back. I think it's Jack Hill or something Jax, like that. Jackson Jack Hill. It's crazy. It's really hard to keep up with everybody's name when there's like um, two four seven classes, like two two fifty top two fifty. You're supposed to remember all these players' names and current the current players. It's, it's tough out here. But um, I think the the story with him was that. Uh, he decommitted from Michigan because he heard rumors that Harbaugh was going to the NFL, which I don't know, like, how that's possible. I mean, I guess he did coach in the NFL, and he's still a pretty good coach, but I don't know why he would leave Michigan or why somebody would be that interested in him in the NFL at this point. But he recommitted back to Michigan. Good thing for the SEC, they're not hurting for talent. Um, top four are all SEC teams, and I think SEC pretty much has all 14 uh, – not all 14, but they have, like, pretty much the entire SEC in the top 25. I think Missouri's out of the top 25. I think they're 33. And then uh, Vanderbilt's probably 753 in recruiting. Nothing that matters. Think, yeah. Kentucky is a little lower, too. Kentucky's 32. I'm looking at Kentucky's 32. Missouri's 33. And I'm still scrolling for Vanderbilt. So you're going to have to be patient with me. Vanderbilt's number 50. So we'll go through SC here. Um, <laughs> on it. Ole Miss is 23, which is actually um, dropping a little bit because they were a top 20. Uh, South Carolina, South Carolina was also top twenty, another twenty-two. Arkansas was twenty; they were eighteen yesterday. Mississippi State's number nineteen, so they jumped a couple teams. Tennessee's a seventeen, Florida's a sixteen. They're kind of holding steady. Um, Auburn's eleven. 
which I don't know like how you can really go to Auburn when you don't know who the coach is going to be in a few years. Um, LSU's number four, A&M's three, Georgia's two, Alabama's one. Um, I don't know which class you prefer over Alabama and Georgia. Um, Alabama's got a clear, clear. They're clearly ahead of Georgia in two four seven with the points. Um, but Alabama has three five stars. Georgia has five five stars. Um, Alabama just has twenty two four stars, and Georgia has fourteen. So that's where the depth will take over for Alabama's recruiting ranking. Um, oh, let me ask you. I'll ask you actually both of you because you you should have both of y'all should have um, kind of similar takes, but for different reasons on this. Um, is recruiting overhyped and overrated in terms of, you know, everybody just sees – I mean, obviously Alabama is number one in recruiting, and they're going to be number one probably in football polls every year like they always are. But there's a lot of teams in here that aren't, um, like, number top ten in actual polls but top ten in recruiting. For instance, LSU is number four. They're not – they've been a top five team in a while consistently, I guess. So do you think recruiting is a little bit overrated or do you think it's not enough <laughs> attention to it? I mean, I think recruiting is incredibly important. Um, it's just – I think maybe sometimes people get a little bit too freaked out about like one or two players in a class. Like one or two players aren't going to make or break a class. I mean, it really comes down to, you know – I mean, the ranking is important, but at the same time, you know, no one or two players is worth like freaking out over because – you know, obviously it's going to be more of like an average across, you know, across like all the players you sign and say just like one or two. But I mean, that being said, you know, I do agree that some fans freak out a little bit too much over recruiting, um, finishing fifth and versus 10th in the country doesn't make like a huge difference or 10th versus 15th. I mean, it's just kind of, you know, a few spots in the rankings isn't really that big of a deal. You just got to make sure you're signing players that can play. And I mean, that's really the most important thing. JB, have you ever in your life tweeted at a recruit? <laughs> never, never. I think it's just – it's really embarrassing to me to see grown-ass men tweeting at re- at 17-year-olds. Like, like, do you really have a life to tweet at 17-year-olds and thinking that you're going to have an influence on that 17-year-old's decision? Hell no. Yeah. One thing that's surprising about this recruiting rankings, I'm looking at it through now. Outside the SEC, um, Oregon is number five, which is kind of surprising because I don't necessarily know if they have a great coach. I don't think anybody does. It wouldn't surprise me if Oregon was number five if they had Willie Taggart still there, but because they have a new coach. Um, Crystal Ball is a pretty good recruiter. He's always yeah. been per- known as a pretty good recruiter. Okay, so maybe that's kind of why he got the job in the first place. I think is because yeah, they knew. Is. He was a really good recruiter, and uh, he's definitely proved that this year. Now they got the number two player in the country, Kayvon Thibodeau. Looks looks like he should be from Louisiana with that last name, but he's actually from um, California, Thousand Oaks. Which I, I feel like JB would know the geography of California. I know where this is generally. Do you know where Thousand Oaks is? Yeah, so that's uh, LA metro area. Yeah, Thousand Oaks. Where Jimmy actually... Clausen went? I think I feel like a bunch of players have played there. Yeah, Thousand Jimmy, Cla- like... Jimmy Clausen and the Clausen brothers put. I think Jimmy Clausen played at uh, – it wasn't Thousand Oaks. I can't remember what the name of the team was. It was the number one team in the country at the time. Uh, it the Aquinas team? No, it wasn't Aquinas. Shoot, I know the name of the school because I remember it. Uh, yeah, he, he had some pretty good teams on the – he had some pretty good teammates too. He but either to, way, I feel oh, like a bunch of – Oaks Christian. It was it was Oaks Christian. That's a yeah. private school. Westlake Village, which is probably – It's all the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Carville's not Memphis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kayvon Thibodeau, that's what we're going to call him, um, until he comes out and plays for Oregon and does great things because I don't know his last name yet. But um, it kind of surprised me when he chose Oregon over a bigger – I mean, not that Oregon's not a bigger name school, but they don't have the history that Alabama or even USC has because they, they, his top four looks like we're Oregon, Alabama, USC, and Florida State. Thousand Oaks is – or L.A. is not too far from Oregon. Alabama is kind of far from Oregon – or kind of far from L.A. So I could see, like, the geography why. Um, I mean, it's still not that close, though. I mean, it's still yeah. Southern California versus Oregon. I mean, that's still a pretty long ways. I honestly think um, – I think Oregon would be, like, the shittiest state to be in. Besides, like, the University of Nike, which Oregon is – That'd be kind of cool, yeah. but I just think the weather, I just don't, wouldn't like it. I mean, it's better. And I was thinking about this earlier when that, uh, the guy, Dax Hill, I think is his name, uh, committed to Michigan over Alabama because I think he's from the South. And I was just thinking, like, why would you want to go be that cold all the time? Yeah, I don't understand that either. I mean, I understand not wanting to play defense in the Big 12 because, like, <laughs> 
I mean, it's just kind of a shit show, but... Well, no, he's, um, he's in Michigan, Michigan, so Big Ten. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, he's from Oklahoma. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I understand why he wouldn't want to stay in Big 12 country, but, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Michigan's a good school, and they have a really good defense and a really good defense coordinator, so, I mean, I'm sure it'll... I'm sure he'll have a great career there, but, yeah, I mean, I, I would prefer to go somewhere warm, but that's just me. Um, let's see here. I'm looking at LSU's recruiting here and this is very uh on point or on cue with what you're saying Holt. not only should you look at the rankings they're top four class a great class you should also look at the like in between the in between the lines i guess read between the lines see what see what's going on with the <laughs> class would you believe Holt, that lsu has a top four class without a single quarterback in their class no oh, just kidding just kidding they have peter Parrish, who is yeah both threat. excuse me that well, that's it, I mean, it does sound pretty much like LSU. But I do want to say, out of all the quarterbacks that LSU has gotten over the last few years, I actually really do like Peter Parrish uh, from the state of Alabama. It's a, kind of a fun player to watch. I know you guys probably missed it, but I watched the uh, Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game the other night. What channel um, was it on? <laughs> it was on something called, like, Bounce TV or something like that. Was it? it was like, well, it was, it was Raycom, but, like, certain areas in Mississippi and Alabama carried it. I think there may have been a channel in, in Memphis that had it too. I'm not, I'm not really sure because I'm in Jackson, obviously, but it was on something called like Bounce TV, something that, like I'd never heard of. But anyway, um, it was a really good game. Um, Mississippi won for the second year in a row. and uh, But Peter Parrish played really well, and Bo Nix played really well also. Both quarterbacks for Alabama did a really good job. And uh, the number one kicker in the country that signed with Alabama today, of course, shanked one, so he'll fit right <laughs> in. <laughs> That's great. That's great. I was wondering um, how you knew about Peter Parrish because I thought, like, for instance, he might have been a uh, Mississippi State. Well, he was also. He, I think Mississippi State wanted to sign two quarterbacks in this class, and they got uh, the main guy committed that they really wanted, and Parrish was one of the guys they were looking to get for the second spot. But obviously – They don't want a dual threat quarterback anymore, do they? Well, I mean, he's not just a dual threat. I mean, I, like, just like I'm saying, uh, he – as I, the few times I've seen him play, he's done really well, and he looks really poised. Um, they were comparing him to Jalen Hurts a little bit. I think that might just be because he's got that same hairdo that <laughs> Hurts used to have. But uh, he's he he just he looks really calm and in control, and uh, won a state championship. Had a huge game in the state championship game. They were talking about so he he just he really impressed me. He just looked really poised and confident out there, and had a good arm, and obviously has some athletic ability also. So I. You know, typical. You know, typically, I would be making fun of LSU's quarterbacks, but I think he may actually turn out to be a, a decent one. JB, this is fir- this is Jeremy Pruitt's first true class. He got hired in what I would say December, but I forgot. It also took a long time to find the Tennessee coach last year. I think it was December still, though. It just took it was just very public, so it took a while. But um, Jeremy Pruitt's first class is ranked 17th in the country. Um, Butch Jones had some top five classes. Is this a little disappointing for Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee? <clears throat> well, not exactly because uh, there's a lot of guys that uh, they're still in for going into signing day in February. They actually lead for a cup for like, I think, two five stars that are left. One of them being Darnell Wright, the offensive tackle, and the other one being, I uh, can't pronounce his name, Corveris Crouch, an athlete. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. SEC yeah. Mike keeps tweeting about him. Yeah, like those two guys, they still lead for. So they're probably going to end up getting two more five stars uh, before that's all said and done. And, once they get those guys, I think Tennessee's class will probably be hovering around the top ten, might get into the top ten before everything's all said and done. Because they only have, uh, I think, 17 or 18 commitments. What was it? Eight? No, no, wait. 17. They have 20. Points. They have 20 commits currently, but 17 guys signed. So they actually still have a lot of room left in their class to add on to it. So, I mean, yeah, 17th right now, it's, you know, it's just – it's decent. But I still think uh, by the end of the – cycle i think they'll probably be hovering around the top 10 before it's all said and done do you think jeremy pruitt's like uh huddling with his uh staff in his in his office and drawn up on the chalkboard or dry race board because i guess this is the 21st century and he's sent he just right in there we are not recruiting pussies anymore you think that's what he's doing i think he just wants to get all of his guys in there and get all of bush jones's you know guys out of there too as you know he called his team soft and in the middle of the season so he obviously doesn't want to have them there any longer. He wants to get some of his own guys in that are actually going to be committed to playing for him and playing his style. 
You look at Tennessee's uh, recruits, um, some of their top guys are offensive linemen, which makes me think he's going to go like a Kirby Smart, Alabama type of recruiting way, which is like heavy in the trenches. Although, I mean, they got that good wide receiver too from Marietta. Yeah, they do. Like he's definitely going pretty heavy on the offensive line this class. Uh, of course, like I said, they're leading for – they already got a five-star, Wanya Morris, so offensive tackle. And then they're probably going to get Darnell Wright, who's another five-star offensive tackle. Then they're p- leading currently for Crouch over Clemson. And then also they're supposed to get Eric Gray. Uh, from Memphis. Yeah, from Memphis, who was once committed to Michigan, decommitted, who's likely supposed to be signing with Tennessee before the cycle ends as well. So, I mean, things are looking up for Pruitt. I mean, it's, it's a solid first class. Uh, I think – being around hovering around the top 10 at the end of the year will be a success for him. But of course, even if you have like a top 10 class, that's still only like about fourth or fifth in the SEC. It just tells you how strong recruiting is in the conference. Did you hear about Memphis stealing Tennessee's recruit today? I was very excited about that. Uh, which one was it? I mean, I don't even know if you really cared about it. Like, not you, but like Tennessee really cared about because he was a, he's a three star. It's uh, Jaleel Clemens, which from Starkville Holt. Um, Starkville has a couple of players that Memphis signs. So I think Starkville must be a really good uh, football team. They got him and Rodriguez Clark, which is running back from Starkville. Yeah, and they're probably going to sign a linebacker also, uh, a guy named Zach Edwards. I don't think he signed today, but he'll probably sign in February. He's another guy that has been leaning towards Memphis lately from Starkville High School. So they may get three guys from Starkville High School. That'd be I'm, crazy. Assuming, I'm assuming Mississippi State is also not recruiting them that hard either. No. Um, you know, I, the guy who flipped from Tennessee today, I'm not – uh, so sure that Tennessee wanted him that bad. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know like the the backstory, but just from what I've heard, I know like a lot of Mississippi State fans obviously keep a really close watch on him because you know they play Starville High School and they're always like, well, why don't we offer this kid from right here? Yeah. But uh, for some reason, state staff wasn't really high on many of them. But uh, the linebacker was committed to LSU and Texas A&M for a while. And uh, Mississippi State's just not recruiting him at all, and now he's probably going to South Memphis. So it's kind of a weird recruitment. I'm not really sure what's up with him. But anyway, uh, I guess talking about Tennessee, I mean, yeah, definitely Jeremy Pruitt was brought in. I mean, this is my selling point is that he's a recruiter. You know what I mean? And Tennessee's a school that, you know, has a big fan base and is easy to recruit to. Players want to go play there. So looks like he's uh, doing a pretty good job. And, uh, you know, the offensive line is – Obviously huge, and to get a couple playmakers there is definitely a big deal for the Vols. Also, I mean, if if I were you, JB, or if I was a Tennessee fan, um, I wouldn't put too much stock in recruiting just because Butch Jones is so freaking – Hell no. I, was about, I, I probably should have been telling, telling you this earlier in the podcast. Like, I can't put much stock in the recruiting for Tennessee because Tennessee the last decade is – I think out of the last 10 years in this past decade, I think at least seven or eight of those classes have been top 10. Yeah. And look what that's netted for Tennessee. Yeah. Another p- key piece is like the transfers out too, because we were talking about here locally um, in Atlanta that um, Auburn has very good classes, but a lot of them transfer out. Like actually, we're, I mean, Memphis got some Auburn recruits too, or Auburn former recruits, they transferred out. So um, it happens a lot, especially with Auburn. So um, another point I want to make is that I think this, this, period or right now might be the most competitive the SEC has ever been in recruiting. Um, it's, it's actually very, very hard to out-recruit each other. And I see, I mean, Alabama does and Georgia does every year, but I mean, A&M's coming on strong. LSU's always pretty good because of Louisiana. And then, I mean, even like Mississippi State and Ole Miss, who historically haven't been great at recruiting, are still recruiting top 20, top 25 classes and Arkansas's number 20. That's, that's, that's crazy um, to have all these people in SEC, uh, all these great teams recruiting great. So it's just fun, fun to podcast about it, I guess. Uh, but moving on from recruiting, because recruiting is not everything, um, there's actually a different recruiting uh, going on because uh, JB's favorite reporter, Dan Wolken, who broke the Shiano story last year or tried to convince Tennessee fans that Shiano was okay, um, I think, per the AD's request, uh, reported that Justin Fields is transferring out of Georgia um, and nobody knows exactly what school he's going to. There's been a lot of uh, speculation where he might go, Penn State, because they had the original commitment from him and now they still might be the leader. And then people said Mississippi State because Joe Moorhead recruited him at Penn State. Now he's at Mississippi State. I've heard Auburn because Auburn doesn't have a quarterback and dual threat would be great at Auburn. I've heard 
Oklahoma because Kyler Murray transferred there, Ohio State, a lot of teams. Um, but first question is, Holt, why would Justin Fields go to Georgia in the first place when there already was five-star quarterback Jake Fromm who took him to the national championship game the year before? Uh, I'm not going to answer that directly, but I will tell you that it's green. It's who? The reason is something green. You think? That's what I think. I mean, that's the only reason I can think of. I mean, unless he just loves the state of Georgia that much. But if he does, then why was he committed to Penn State in the first place? I don't know. I just don't really understand it. Uh, you think um, everybody's getting paid, though? I think pretty much every four- and five-star player gets paid, yes. I do believe that. Man, I just – I wish they recruited D2 cross-country runners like that. Like, I got, I got like, a shit ton of Central Barbecue, and I was like, sign me up. Let's do this. And yeah. um, I know you were very highly coveted as a cross-country runner. He's damn right. He's damn right. I'm like, what can you do? I, well, I run very far. <laughs> Come on. I, I mean, at least, at least you got to be recruited and get a free big-time dinner out of it and eat the entire menu from Central Barbecue. I did. I did. JB, by the way, how was that? How, was, how were those ribs? You told me they were good, but – um, I told you this before in the text. Um, the ribs there, I like like the meat taste, the taste of the meat, I should say. But I just wish there was more seasoning on them already. I know you can put seasoning on top of it, but I guess they just don't put enough seasoning on purpose because they don't want to overload it. And you can do that yourself. No, they're more about just uh, they're more about you know the smoke penetrating the meat and giving it its flavor. And, and that's what I loved about the ribs. Like the ribs weren't weren't just super meaty. Like they were. They were extremely meaty, which I love. Like it's you can't find it's hard to find ribs that are just meaty like theirs were, but also uh, there was a lot of pink in the meat too, which tells you that a lot of smoke penetrated the meat, which is you know perfect texture and barbecue. Holt, would you? Um, is there any place you'd rather get catfish in the world than the catfish corner in Fayetteville, Arkansas? Now, catfish hole, catfish hole. Excuse me. I've been hearing about it so much. I really want to try it. I'm a big uh, catfish fan. I love catfish. Yeah, I haven't had any in a while. It's. I know uh, Little Dewey in Starville has really good catfish. Um, the whole state of Mississippi is supposed to be known for catfish too. Yeah, especially yeah, especially like up like central North Mississippi, like in the in the Delta and yeah, yeah, all too. that. I'd say sorry. Yeah, yeah, and I think the catfish hole is like the primary place that recruits for Arkansas are taken to. Well, this is, I mean, this is all reported to be uh, our Twitter, so um, that's what we've been told, yes. Um, what I would say, though, um, even for you, JB, I know you can't really eat fish, um, which kind of sucks because I think you would love catfish because it's basically, if you like fried chicken, you'll like fried catfish, um, but you can't eat it, so no harm there. But I think you would also love the hush puppy because everybody hasn't stopped talking about the hush puppies either. I'm a hush puppy fanatic, so, like, I, puppy, I cool. would want to get this. Like, I'm, I'm looking at the menu right now, you know, just for shits and giggles, like, and they do have frog legs, so actually, I probably might want to get frog legs. Uh, I'd either want to get that or the uh, chicken fillets. Fayetteville, believe it or not, is not close to Memphis at all. I think it's like a six-hour drive. No. It's like as far northwest as you can get in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. I guess Fayetteville and uh, Columbia wouldn't actually be that far in Missouri. No, I don't think they're far from each other at all. Which is why it should be a rivalry. Um, idea for, I don't know the off-season, but it's, yeah, maybe off-season, um, the retweeter like we got a lot of followers with that, but um, I think we could do a, a retweeter like for uh, like kind of the taste of the towns of the SEC. But the only problem is we're not experts on the area, so like I feel like we're gonna put this like catfish corner up or catfish hole on uh, slow smoke for Fayetteville, and everybody's like, oh, that's not the best place. This place in Arkansas is a lot yeah. better. Well, I mean, they're gonna say that by every town, though. I mean, yeah. I don't think it really matters. Like, I'm people in Starville can't agree on like what the best place to eat in Starville is. So, I mean, yeah, it's kind of. I feel like it's like gonna be like that no matter where. Excuse me, no matter where you go. <laughs> it kind of sucks because we can't um, we can't list all the great Memphis places. Jamie, stop. Sorry, that's um, pretty fucking perfect. <laughs> dude, Sorry, I just I ate something like really really salty, and now I have like the worst hiccups, and they won't go away. It's, I've been drinking just, so much water, and they won't go away. So it's just I apologize funny, like, for that. It's just the way you're like. Hey! <laughs> dude, that's I, what it sounded like when I when I <laughs> no seriously like when I hiccup like I feel like my like lungs are about to explode like out of my chest like it's so violent. I've heard like, the, uh... like a old like an old man like you know like how old men sneeze like like so loud that's how yeah. I feel that's how Bless I feel like 
<laughs> like it'll be like dead quiet and then they'll just like it'll be like a scream like out of nowhere like there's sure, no like lead up to it at all i'm sure it's not true but i've heard the like you actually technically die for a second when you or half a second millisecond whenever you hiccup which i don't believe is true obviously because you're, you can't die and come back like that but um, that's what i've heard but it, it, in your case hold it does sound like you die for a second <laughs> uh, anyway so justin fields back to justin fields um so hold thinks it's money related um, which I could I could understand where you're going with that. Um, JB, what would be the best destination for Justin Fields if he wants to get to the NFL and be a prolific college football player? I think his best destination would be go to play at Ohio State for Ryan Day and his system. I mean, you look at that, all the quarterbacks that have played with there, it's a very quarterback-friendly system. He's going to have a lot of good uh, weapons to play with. Uh, it's not in the SEC. He's going to have a softer schedule to deal with. I think it's best for him to go to Ohio State. Holt, would you disagree with that and say Oklahoma like I would? Yeah, I would say Oklahoma just because uh, not only are you going to a team that the quarterback has won the Heisman Trophy two years in a row, but, uh, you know, you're going to be able to come in, play right away. And um, I was a little confused when this first happened last night, but apparently they're saying that he's going to be able to play next year. Yeah. Um, he's so got me. If, if that happens, then, yeah, I could definitely see Oklahoma – um, being a really good spot. And not only does, is that system very quarterback-friendly, uh, but you also get to play in the Big 12, which means you're not going to have to play any defense that's any good, so you can just rack up all the stats. What would make him eligible next year? Well, they I think – I forgot what they to. He had – if you guys remember, they had a, a baseball player, I think, yell like a racial slur yeah, or something yeah. about him. Uh, I don't know if he was – there, I'm. I don't really even know the whole story. I don't know if he was at the game or if it was just like a recording of him doing it. But some baseball player like called him a racial slur. I mean, the racial slur. And uh, basically, there's some deal with like the NCAA, and they think they're going to be able to. The NCAA isn't going to want to challenge this because he's already got an attorney, and they're probably just going to say, "Yeah, okay, you can play next year." Which I hope is the case. Cause I would like to see him play immediately. I, would, I don't want to see him. Win. Yeah, like I, I mean, I would say Oklahoma, but that was also assuming that, or myself thinking that eventually Lincoln Riley is not going to be at Oklahoma, that he's going to take an NFL job. Do you think he would leave Oklahoma for an offensive coordinator NFL position? No, no, he yeah. would leave Oklahoma for a head coaching position. Yeah. And there's a lot of teams in the NFL that are going to be looking at Lincoln Riley this off season. The Browns, and, one of them for yeah. sure. Yeah, the Browns for sure. But, I mean, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to look at him. Because, I mean, a lot, of, a lot you look at the NFL now. Like, the NFL is adopting a lot of the philosophies from the college game, especially on offense. I um I just get mad how quickly guys get fired. In NFL. It's literally like 10 coaches every single year. So, it's like a third of the league. It is. The carousel in the NFL is, is really big every year. Which is why you have the case where you have a lot of fire coaches – will immediately get a head coaching job at another team in NFL. So it's just it's a little too much, I think, a little excessive. But um, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I think um, Oklahoma – which would be your favorite team for him to go? Mine, personally, would be Auburn, although Auburn is very high on Bo Nix. I don't think they're as high as, on him as Justin Fields, but yeah, I think that would be the most fun team for him. Although if Florida he, would be good, too. If he went to Auburn and ran the same offense that Malzahn ran with Nick Marshall and Cam Newton, I would be excited to watch that. Yeah, I also yeah, think definitely. I also think Arkansas would be a good just uh, place for him. I mean, it's not obviously not the most exciting place in terms of like the best team right now, but I mean, he'd obviously play immediately. And um, Chad Morris is supposed to be offensive guru, so I think he would uh, have some high scoring um, offenses. But then again, you would be playing SEC West, uh, which Auburn is too. But you don't have quite the playmakers at Arkansas <clears> right now. You would think. Yeah, well, Arkansas has actually recruited some pretty highly rated receivers this year, so they're going to definitely have some help on uh, the outside yeah. going forward. They also got that that uh, tight end uh, that's supposed to be highly recruited. I forgot what it is. Is that Hunter Henry's brother? Yes. Okay, cool. Because, I mean, what are the odds that, like, yeah. they would have two awesome tight ends with the last name Henry, like, this close together? Like, uh, it's got to be zero. Well, I don't – as I don't know – excuse me. I don't know enough about Hunter Henry himself. Like, I'm, I'm assuming he's good is what you're saying, so I don't know anything about him, but um, – Oh. Well, how do you know it's his brother then? Well, because I read something about – because I saw that, like, this, like, highly recruited tight end committed to um, Arkansas, and, yeah. I was, and I was reading about it, and they said um, his has a long family history of going to Arkansas, so I don't think – Yeah, well, he, uh, he plays for the Chargers, and he was a stud – 
for Arkansas for a few years. I don't know if he was a first round draft pick, but he was at least considered to be like around a like mid to late first rounder when he was in college. I don't really remember where exactly he went in the draft, but he definitely torched Mississippi State a couple of times, that's for sure. So I definitely remember him. Yeah. Um so and it might be time for the inaugural SEC Slow Smoked Awards. Unless y'all want to carry on about Justin Fields and the National Sign Day. I will tell you about National Sign Day, which I think is a common complaint about all of us, um, from all of us about National Sign Day, is you have all of these uh, millennial recruits. And I, I say millennial because I guess we're millennials too. So no, I, do. I don't think I don't think we classify as millennials. I think we're like no, we're definitely millennials. I think you know I think we're a few years. Aren't we like a few years older than like I thought millennials were people who were like twenty four and younger or something like that? No, no, we're the millennials. There's actually a generation that's I think the generation that's coming out of high school now is a different generation. Yeah, I think so millennials are supposed to be people right. in their twenties and thirties. They're called post millennials. Uh, I think is what they're called. Never mind. But anyway, um, or Generation Z is another word. That's what I'm looking at now. Um, thanks to Wikipedia for. Man, I really don't understand like who the hell takes time to write in all this stuff. Yeah, I don't understand who comes, who gets to decide that stuff. Like, maybe we want to be called like something else. Maybe we want to be Generation Big Penis. You know? Yeah, I mean, I feel like <laughs> <laughs> no one ever asked me what generation we wanted to be called. So I don't feel like I don't know why I have to be put in this category when I don't even get like any kind of say. And I don't know. I mean, I'm, it just bothers me a little bit. Let's um, let's call um. Not what, who, Wikipedia. Who, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, did y'all donate? Nope. Okay, we can't help you. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's the people who gets to decide. The people who donate. Probably the ones. Um, I digress. Anyway, um, the the point I'm making is you have all these these 70 year olds now who aren't even great. I mean, some, some are five stars and maybe deserve a little more attention, but even the five stars get way too much attention. They're all about themselves. The three stars is what Holtz like this was like to, talking about yesterday is three, even the three stars have like their own little public press conference that gets airtime on ESPN. And I'm just saying, I didn't get that shit for D2 cross country. So I don't think they should get this for being a three star in football. Yeah. I remember like deciding to go to Mississippi state and I was like, you know, there was nobody there, no cameras. You know what's nothing. funny is I just called I just called my mom and I said, Mom, I got into Mississippi State, so that's where I'm going, and that was it. <laughs> you know what's funny is like I I pictured, especially because like I was an athlete and like I've seen it go down. Uh, I've I guess followed athletes or high school recruiting, college recruiting, whatever you call it, um, my whole life. And um, you know, I thought like I went on a couple college visits and I thought like I was gonna have this like moment where we're gonna gather around the family table and decide like evaluate our options, like where we're going. And like, nobody ever talked to me about like what's the, what the right decision was. They just like, <laughs> we just like said, Alex, where are you going? Or something like that. Or no, I think they just assumed I was going to CBU. Like after my visit, after I did all that central, but like, I thought we were just gonna have this great talk. Maybe when I have kids, we'll have like a little family table and we'll have like, Hey man, you're going to university of Phoenix <laughs> or something. Like that. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't get a full scholarship, you're not, I'm not paying for it. <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. You better, you better learn some YouTube videos, son. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. We're getting to the exciting part of the show, the inaugural SEC Slow Smoked Award. The second most exciting part of the show, I might add. Yeah, but the so exciting. The inaugural Slow Smoked Awards. <laughs> the very exciting, not quite as exciting as Rapid Fire, but also still really exciting. The third or fourth most exciting part of the show. <laughs> Breaking JB has to be the most exciting part, really. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So I'm going to run through these awards, and I'm going to see if you actually, as in Holt and JB, see if you actually remember what you said for these awards. Because I have I have it down what we said in the text, and I'll, I'll correct you if you're wrong, but I'm just going to um, hope to God that you know this by heart now. So we're going to start off with the most disappointing player, JB. Oh, God. Most disappointing player to me is Jared Sidham. Holt would agree, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, that's what I was going to say, too. I mean, went into the year thinking, like, that he could potentially be a Heisman candidate, first-round draft pick, maybe beat Alabama or Georgia, and it was just – it was ugly. You know, even the first game against Washington um, didn't look great and just never really got it going. I mean, the offensive line is partially to blame for that, but it was ugly. Which goes along with the most disappointing team award – which I'll go ahead and guess that this is going to be Auburn for all three of us this year. 
Definitely. Which, I mean, that's like, that's like a no contest. That's like a consensus among everybody. I mean, you could almost say Arkansas in a way because Bullshit. two and ten is just. I mean, we we all expected Arkansas to be bad. I don't think we expected them to be two and ten bad. Like I expected Arkansas to be more like four and eight, five and seven bad. I was giving them the benefit of the doubt in the preseason, but they were just historically bad. Yeah. I would personally say that Mississippi State was disappointing, at least for me, but. Uh, probably not as disappointing as Auburn. Hope Mississippi State was two wins away from being on expectations, correct? Uh, I guess so, yeah. Ten, I mean, honestly, like, Alabama's the only team that I really felt like was a lot better than us. Yeah, yeah like, I feel like the floor for State this year was not in three, and they didn't even meet the floor. Yeah. On the right side, I think they should win their bowl game, by the way. I think all three of us have that going on. Yeah, them. well – We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Iowa's a good team. They have a really awesome tight end. Yeah, that, that that's like that's really a good matchup to me. Uh, Iowa's defense is really good, and you know, almost as good as State's defense. And I would say, and well, and the way if I you would play, if you like, like if you like points, then stay the hell away from this game. Yeah, this game's gonna be low scoring. It's gonna be a lot of good defense. Like I'm excited to watch both defenses play against one another, or you know, just I, both defense plays the best. You know, I still like bowl games. Um, probably not as much as y'all, but I do get a little disappointed about how many players sit out for the draft, which I understand, but it just kind of waters it down a little bit. So that's kind of my uh, two cents and complaint about the yeah. bowl games now. But Way to uh, stay on topic there, Alex. Yeah, you're right. So the surprise team of the year, <laughs> JB, is? It's got to be Kentucky. JB! Sorry, JB. <laughs> I was... Sorry, well, yeah, you asked him last time, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say Kentucky too, but thanks. Holden. Yeah, I mean, Kentucky is the answer. I mean, I don't think it's really a question. I mean, I feel like, I mean, LSU maybe to an extent, but the, I think a lot of teams in their schedule kind of underperformed more so than like they were great. I mean, they definitely were good, but, you know, the Miami win looked awesome. It wasn't really – the Auburn win looked awesome. It wasn't really – you know, they beat Mississippi State at home. I mean, what else – those right, so big ones. Uh, let's go through this hold. Go ahead. I'll go ahead and ask you the next two hold. Um, the most underrated player of the SEC. Oh man, I can't. Did I have one for this? I I can't you remember. Do. You definitely, you definitely do. Um, Jesus. So starts with a K and ends with Ash. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, nah, that was that was JB's player. Okay, um, that was that was definitely mine. Okay, go ahead. Who's the most underrated? Well, let 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 JB talk about it, and then I'll think of one real quick. No, I mean, I, what you said, Alex, like that's definitely mine. I have to give it to my my boy Cash. I think he's deserving of just having just one one name. You know, I don't think I don't even want to say his last name. I think we all just want to call him Cash, and I just want to call him Cash. So I'm going to say Cash. What's from his actual Kentucky. name? Is that his actual name? It is to me. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I've given it. I'm giving him that name. He is always going to be known as Cash to me, the linebacker from Kentucky. He is my most underrated player in the SEC. Hulk. I mean, even though he's awesome and he does get talked about a good bit, I still feel like he doesn't get talked about nearly enough. And that's Josh Allen, his teammate at Kentucky. Like Josh Allen's probably going to be like a top five draft pick, and I feel like like people talk about him, but not not like they should. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I mean, I feel like we're guilty of this too, but like he should be talked about a lot more. I agree. I agree. Kentucky in general, we just we need to go like suck all their dick because we don't we don't give enough credit. Yeah. All right. After you. <laughs> um. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Most overrated player and team. Hold. Go ahead. Um. I think the most overrated player was Joe Burrow at LSU. Um. I just think that he was kind of like they made him out to be like he was really good. Like I mean, I knew going into the season that like I was like kinda in wait and see mode with him. But after those the first half of the season people were talking about him like he was some you know, LSU finally found a quarterback and blah blah blah. And it's like he's really not that great. I mean he's a typical LSU quarterback to me. I mean he had some big runs. That game against Georgia was huge. That was definitely their biggest win of the year. And um, you know, he looked decent at times, but I don't I didn't think he was really as great as people talked about him being. Um, yeah, I would I would say that um, people aren't as high on Joe Burrow. Definitely when they, when they started the season, everybody was like, off on Joe Burrow's nuts. But now, 
I think people have come back down and like realized he's not that great. Um, I was going to do the most overrated team on my part would probably be LSU's. Or I said LSU's defense. So I don't. I, don't, I think that was the player players. I don't think. I think LSU's defense is great, good, but not as great as some of the other teams. That's, so that's all I'll say about that. Best freshman. Who wants this one, JB? Best freshman is definitely got to be Jalen Waddle from Alabama. He's just he was incredible this year. Yeah, fast, fast, and really fast. Fast, fast, quick. He's got make you miss ability. I mean, he's just got he's the whole just package. an absolute playmaker. Just an absolute playmaker when he has the ball in his hands. He's gonna have a whole another year with two. Uh, can you believe that? Yeah, a whole another year. Yeah, a lot uh, of yards. A whole lot of yards. Best moments. Um, this one's obvious, I guess. I think this is all pretty consensus between us three. Yeah. Yeah. The Jalen Hurts in the SEC championship game, bringing Alabama back off the bench after he didn't transfer. Um, you know, obviously the national championship game last year, he gets taken out and they come back and win without him. So just kind of comes full circle for Jalen. I still think he's probably going to transfer this all season, but he should. Still, Still great to see, and I think it's still crazy to me, and it blows my mind that somehow Alabama was able to turn Georgia into the bad guys for the entire country and have everyone kind of pulling for Alabama as like a feel-good. It's just a very weird situation, but still, nonetheless, that was probably the best moment of the year. Agreed. Um, We didn't talk about this one, but I added this one. Um, this is between, I think, two two possibilities here. Uh, best game, JB. <laughs> best game it has to be uh, George Alabama SEC championship. It also could be A and M LSU though. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I feel like that was such a back and forth game, and I really had no idea who was gonna win the whole time. Like the Alabama Georgia game, like I felt like Georgia was gonna win for like almost the entire game until the very end, and I was like, oh my god, like. Alabama's going to win. As soon as Alabama scored a touchdown to be down by seven, I knew they were going to win. But, like, the LSU A&M game, like, I decided that LSU was going to win, and then I decided A&M was going to win, and then I decided LSU was going to win. It just went back and forth and back and forth. Like, they, both teams just kept making plays. And, uh, yeah. I, I, I get, was, See, I, I get Bama-Georgia the nod because of the stakes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's fair. there wasn't There wasn't much at stake, you know, in the, in the LSU – a and M game, except you know A and M snapping the streak against LSU. Like the, the Alabama Georgia game had higher stakes. That's why I'm just giving that yeah. one a nod. That's true. Um, I'm gonna go with UGA Bama because I feel like we do have to decide because these are awards. We can't just do like oh both won. Um, there are winners and losers in SEC slow smoked awards shows. Uh, we already mentioned the same earlier, but um, I think you didn't mean to hold, but the. QB biggest nightmare we said was Josh Allen. Yes. So you said that earlier for most underrated, but we'll just we'll leave Cash Daniel, or excuse me, Cash as most underrated and QB biggest nightmare for Josh Allen. So Kentucky's just taking on all the awards tonight. Three awards: Kentucky most the biggest surprise team, most underrated player, and the QB biggest nightmare. So shout out to Kentucky for winning something. That's right. That was a that was a low shot though, a little little, little, little jab. Um, SEC slow smoke favorite player. Who wants it? I think. I mean, I'll I think it's... I'll take this. Okay, okay. Got to go, Travion Williams from A and M, running back. Yeah. Like I we, love watching him play. We all three love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I, I like. I don't know if I'm on the love stage yet, but I like him a lot. I like him. Yeah. Really. Although, <laughs> although I think Holt. In the in the preseason, where it says somebody different, his favorite player in the preseason was Drew Locke. Yeah, that's also true. True that. True that. True that. For um, but I feel like we were all we were, we all three were hyping Trayvon Williams' fourth season started, and I feel like he didn't really get as much hype as he probably deserved. And then he ended up, did he lead the SEC in rushing? He or did. Was it, yeah. Was it Snell? Yeah, I thought so. That, so uh, he had he had a huge year, and you know we all saw it coming, and we all were pulling for him the whole way. So I feel like. He's he's our he's our guy because we called it and he came through for us and made us look good. So he's our he, guy. Um, he did not disappoint. He tweeted today that um, he he said National Signing Day like three years ago. Whenever he signed, I uh, like signing with A was the best decision he ever made, which is probably typical of a lot of recruits, except for you know Jalen Hurts or something like that. Or Although, Justin Fields. Justin Fields probably. <laughs> yeah. Or Kyler, Kyler Murray. Kyler. Any quarterback who's who signed for Kevin Sumlin. 
<laughs> yeah. Kevin Selma still still doesn't want to get into Arizona, which is no surprise. Yeah. Um, but it is. What and their recruiting class is terrible, which yeah. very random fact of the day. But I just happened to notice that Arizona's recruiting class was like in the 50s or something. But it's never really been great, though, I don't think. No. And then uh, what was the other one? Um, oh, Louisville. I saw that they're ranked like below Kennesaw State or something like that. Nice. <laughs> like, they're like a hundred and like. 170th or like something. <laughs> well, you can, you can. This is the year you can have your bad years. So go ahead and get it out of the way. Like you're going to be bad in football and then bad in recruiting. So they can only go up from here. Dude, we're just making all like Kentucky fans happy today. Yeah. Not only we're talking up other players, also talking shit about Louisville. Like this is like the perfect show for a Kentucky fan. I feel yeah. like. JB, I didn't ask you this earlier, but did you see uh, Jeremy Pruitt's quotes about like what what, is, what are y'all doing with the offensive coordinator? Like why would you hire an offensive coordinator? Yeah, he said offensive coordinators are overrated. <laughs> Yeah, this is the kids' days. This, <laughs> he said, "This is the national. This is, this days for the kids. The national." Yeah, basically <laughs> said, kids. "I don't want." He's like basically saying, "Like I don't want to talk about the offensive coordinator right now. This is early signing day. This is what I'm here to talk about." <laughs> it's just I, I hope I hope they get somebody. Maybe it's just it's not sounding good right now. I think that he actually are like I already said in the previous podcast. I already think he has somebody, but I think he's just having to wait because I think this this coach that he has is either still coaching you know, has a bowl left or, you know, maybe in the playoff or it's somebody in the NFL that's still coaching. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. I think we finally made it to the most exciting part of the show. Holt Norris, Holt Smash, excuse me. I'll try not to hiccup in the middle of this. Rapid fire questions. So I have, let's see, I have 10 questions that I'll ask you. You have to answer relatively fast. And, um, JB, if you feel like you got some questions in here, you go ahead and chime in and just uh, hit your little buzzer and let me know. I will. I will. And these kind of jump all over the place, so I'm kind of excited about this. Let's <laughs> go ahead and jump on into this. Ready, Holt? I'm ready. What was your first movie to make you cry? Um... Jeez, I'm trying to think of a movie I saw when I was a kid, but the good. first the first one I remember is Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. How old are you? Five, six? Uh, the uh, the first time I saw it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably like yeah, maybe like seven or eight. I don't know. It's I'm crazy. Not sure. Even when you're that young, you still couldn't understand the movie, even though there's stuff you don't understand. Yeah. I, I right. feel like the I feel like the most common answer here, especially for me, would be any dog movie. I mean, I would have gone with the dog movie. You know, JB, this is Holt's turn for rapid fire questions. Yeah. I appreciate. I know, I know. I'm just surprised you didn't go with the. Dog also, movie here. I, I, the reason I didn't say this movie, um, even though it's probably the movie that always makes you cry, is Hardball with Keanu yeah. Reeves. Yeah. Um, I saw that movie for the first time when I was like, uh, like nine, ten, eleven, somewhere in there. So, uh, that that movie goes there, but I think I may have cried to Forrest Gump first. Forrest Gump. Remember the Titans makes you cry too. My dogs have. Um, this is mine. Oh yeah, my dog's my, my dog's kid was my choice. Yeah, yeah. my my mom definitely like I was watching it with my mom and grandma grandma and they my mom like definitely like called me out for crying. I'm like, man, I don't want to admit that I'm crying. Now you're like calling it out. This makes it worse. This is horrible. I'm never watching a movie with you again. Anyway, so on onto that one. Holt, this is gonna get a little bit faster. Here. Last time you cried, not for a movie, for anything. Um. See, probably. <laughs> I honestly like. I'm really not even sure. Um, Has it been in this decade? I, I feel like. I feel like it was. No, it's been in like the last year. I just. I feel like it was for like a movie, but I can't. I'm not sure. Like, if it was a movie or a TV show or what it was. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh, like, I'm not. I'm not ashamed to admit I was probably the most recent crier of us three. What'd you cry? Actually, about? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, JB. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Well, I, no, I was saying like. Uh, I mean, I'm not afraid to admit that I was probably the last one to cry here. Like. I don't think it's wrong for a grown man to cry. I mean, you got to let out your emotions. Sometimes. David, what'd you cry about? Just say what you cried about so we can move on. I cried when my dog Toto died back in May when she got ran over. Okay. Well, that, that was uh, a really horrible yeah. day. That was a little graphic. Really That's what I'm sorry about that. It was a really graphic. Day. So, hold you can't remember? Um, I think uh, when I saw that movie Dunkirk, I did tear up a little bit. Okay. That was a few months back. All right, let's it go. It was ahead. a really, really good movie. I recommend it. Let's, let's go a little bit quicker, Holt. Um, Adidas or Nike? Nike. Okay. Favorite team, hold Ole Miss or Auburn? What sport? 
Field hockey. Auburn. Okay. Uh, this is one of my favorite ones to ask. Most embarrassing moment in elementary school? Uh, I th- I'm, I definitely the, – well, this is just the first one I thought of. Um, I haven't thought about this in a while, but I did fart one time on accident when I was getting up, when I was, like, sitting on the floor, like, Indian style. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got up and I, I farted in front of, like – I feel like it's three. all this farting. That's, yeah, I thought that's right. It was in front of, like, three girls. Yeah. With it, yeah. Did you play it off like you didn't do it? I looked at them, like, did one of y'all do that? That's <laughs> 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 my farted here. Gross. I um I got an elevator today with two girls and I'm like I was thinking about like man how awkward would it be if I farted right now, but it wasn't that bad I didn't fart. Um, for, first crush hold. Uh, do I have to say her name? Um, she actually got married to someone we went to high school with. Well, can you say her first name? Uh, Jessica. Okay. At what grade? Third grade. Is she. Did she go to our high school? My high school. Yes, yes. She went to our high school. Okay, I think I know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Um, would you? Do you think you would still have a crush on her today, or she changed? No, worse. No, definitely not. Okay. Shouts to Jessica, though. She you could have you could have had him you could have had him when it was good. <laughs> uh, I don't think she's missing me. Best, best. Hey, you're part of the generation big penis, though. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Best Christmas present. That I got or that I gave? I got. Um, you know, when I got uh, the PS3 with the college football game one year, that was that was pretty awesome. I pretty much played that for like a year straight without That's stopping. Probably the, probably the last time you cried. <laughs> yeah. Best birthday, what year? Um, Jeez, I can't. Dang, how you man, said this is a tough question. I mean, it really is, man. Like I haven't thought about like I don't think I've ever ranked my birthdays before. I mean, what's funny is I know what my worst birthday is. All right, we'll go talk about that one. <laughs> my wor- my wor- my least favorite birthday was my thirteenth birthday, and it was on my birthday is on the thirteenth, and it was Friday the thirteenth, and I had a baseball game. You may have been on that team, Alex. I don't know if you were or not. I was probably there for the birthday. Um, but uh, I think you were on that team, actually. But anyway, we played up in Millington, and uh, we played a doubleheader on Friday night. And I went, like, 0 for 8 with, like, seven strikeouts, and I struck out with the bases loaded uh, to <laughs> yeah, end the last sorry. game. And I, and I made an error in right field or, like, three runs scored. It was, like, it was like the worst day ever. I was, like, it was mostly because of the game. I don't think anything else happened that day, but hmm. I couldn't, like, enjoy anything because I was so pissed about how I played. Well, I hope your mom got you some Taco Bell afterwards. No, we we had cupcakes. <laughs> Happy birthday, Holt. Thanks for striking out. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're still you're still my baby, sweetie. No, was like in front of everybody, like everybody's like, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey. I just wanted to like I just wanted to like be away from like everyone, but everyone was like trying to like wish me happy birthday, even though I just like lost this game. <laughs> uh, favorite sex position? Doggy. Like through, through. No, I'll, you know what? Reverse cowgirl. Okay, okay. Um, how much? What's the least amount of money you would accept to have sex or suck a dick? Twenty bucks. What? <laughs> wait, wait. Finish it again. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, well, to suck a dick and to have sex with a guy is like two completely different prices. Well, let's say, what's was suck a dick the cheaper one? Yes. Okay. Um, I don't know. Probably has been thousands. Yeah, no, no it definitely is. Uh, yeah. I seventy five hundred grand, hundred grand. <laughs> I do it for you. Pay me a hundred grand, I'll suck your dick. Jamie, pay the man. Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, it's a bargain. Here you go. <laughs> Rapid fire questions. I think that was my last one. Dang, man, you didn't ask me like anything even like remotely sports related. Well, hell no, we know about <laughs> We know enough about sports. All right, cool. All right. Well, sorry. All right. Okay, Holtz. Well, I'll, get, I'll give Holt one question. So, Holt, tell me your favorite moment in your sports history and all of your life. Of all the like teams the, that you I played in? 
No, of all the teams that you've uh, rooted for, your favorite moment that you've ever experienced in your first 26 years of your life. That's easy. It would be Morgan Williams' jump shot to beat UConn and in the 111-game winning streak in the Final Four a couple years ago. Oh, you're talking about the women's? That's cool. Yeah, not even close. Like, that's by far. I literally, like, I don't think I've ever been so happy in my life. That was a big deal. What was the worst moment then? Uh, Probably, yeah, probably losing to Ole Miss in 2014. That was probably the worst one. Which one was that? Was that the – That was the year State was, like, number four in the country, and if they won, yeah. they may have been in the playoff. Yeah. The first playoff. JB, is that any of your questions? That's it for me. Yeah. Damn. Well, they were pretty weak. Well, I just – I feel like, uh, first of all, these were not rapid-fire questions. Uh, they were they were questions. And they were more like yeah. – Well, like, I – I mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, like most of that stuff you asked me, like I never, like I don't ever think about what my favorite birthday was. Like I can't even remember like half my birthdays. Like I feel like we need some more yes or no questions. Like some questions that don't require us to think critically. Hmm. Whatever. Well, maybe next time we'll get it right. Not this time though. Um, Alex, you suck at this. <laughs> yeah, you suck, Alex. We're firing you. <laughs> Thanks for striking out on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Probably what I said to you. I was probably there. <laughs> you probably you're probably the biggest dick out of everybody. <laughs> you probably didn't even say it to my face though. You probably like waited for me to leave and be like, "God damn it, fucking." <laughs> he probably just wanted to strike out so he could go get his damn cupcake. <laughs> what kind of cupcakes were they? Whole were they strawberry? Oh, they're chocolate. What? Yeah, um, good call. Good I got. Call. It's funny that I remember that, but I, I remember that very vividly. My oldest sister got in a car wreck once and I was there and my youngest sister was there oldest second oldest sister was there and her boyfriend was there and it wasn't like a like we everybody was fine but the like the wreck I think told her a car and we were on the way to O'Charlie's and we got in the wreck and then we got in the car and like the first thing I asked is are we still going to O'Charlie's? So there's something JB would say. Yeah no, no definitely it is it definitely is Oh yeah, speaking We're still getting of myself, central, right? Yeah, speaking of myself, uh, has your any of your parents uh, contacted you? Yeah, they just, about they, something they, I sent. Yeah, yeah, they just sent it to me today. I, I we had to figure out who it was from because I thought it was from my lady friend, and I was like, no, it looks like JB's handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. That was nice, JB. That was nice. I'm sure my dad would text you. Uh, did they actually? Oh, they sent you a text about it. Yeah, he showed me because he thought it was from me, and then he thought, like, I thought it was like maybe from my lady friend, but it wasn't because it wasn't her handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the handwriting for me is pretty distinct. Yeah, it's pretty cool though. Um, shout out to you. But until next time, I think we're finally done. Um, I think we will get a nice little podcast review on this and saying how much we uh, suck about rapid fire questions. But we do love every one of you SEC fans, even the Ole Miss and Kentucky ones. Um, some more than others but um thanks for listening we'll have another one in a week and we'll try to figure out something something else to great to talk well about. we'll have some games to talk about next week it's about time because uh we're gonna have the, the semifinals coming up and we're gonna have uh you know pretty much all the games are gonna happen within like a week so we're gonna be able to break down pretty much all of them i think also make sure you review us on itunes i know it takes a lot of work because i'm not the type of person that'll edit something on wikipedia so i, I can't expect you to do something like uh, make a review on iTunes or whatever podcast, but or tweet it at us. It'd be great. But um, it does help us know what we get right, what we get wrong. So we appreciate it. But if you don't want to understand, have a nice life. But we will see you all next time or talk to you all next time. Peace.